Rhino RX welcomes you to the metaverse where you can create your own world, host events, speak internationally, sell in a virtual storefront. Creators programs available. The future of education is here. Rhino Studio, ready player one. Go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the Silver program today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest today is Connie calling in from L.A., beautiful California. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Thank you. Nicole's going to give a quick bio and let the audience know what Connie's all about. Then we're going to hear it from the lady herself. Go ahead, Nicole. All right. Connie has been in the health and wellness world for over 21 years. Her mission is to empower people into more movement and a deeper love for, for their magnificent bodies. As a former dancer, her career ended with the diagnosis of osteoarthritis. And with that, all of her dreams had ended. Searching for another way to express herself, she became a massage therapist and an actor, but it is her love of movement and Pilates that has really shaped her career. Pilates spoke to my soul the way that dance did, and it still does after all these years. Her love of movement and her ability to see imbalances in the body makes for a perfect system to re-educate the body. Connie's knowledge of myofacial release techniques that you can do at home is unparalleled. Her wish is that her clients are aware of their amazing bodies and how to work to the best of their abilities to allow them to move, feel better, and be even more alive. She is a multi-published author, vitality expert, and speaker. Welcome to the show, Connie. Thank you. Thank you. So great to be here. It is exciting. You know, you, in your bio, it says that you trained the body, right? Mm -hmm. And how does that look? You know, we're going to get in your backstory in the second half, but I'm really curious as to what it is that you're doing now with the yoga and the Pilates and retraining that body because, you know, osteoporosis can put you down, right? And so you picked yourself up. How did that pickup look? And how is that impacting your life continuously as you're moving through? So the audience can actually see where you've gone mm -hmm. forward and start to listen to maybe there's hope for them and direction. What does that look like? Um, it was in the beginning, to be perfectly honest. Um, at first, when I stopped being a dancer, I didn't know who I was, what I was, and very lost for a while until I started to find myself again. And so I want your audience to know that sometimes when you've lost your way, it's ugly, it's messy, and that's okay. And you just really have to keep putting one foot in front of the other and knowing in your heart, listening. That's my biggest thing is for us to listen, first of all, to our intuitive sense of what we should do next, but to really listen to your body. And that's what I didn't do. I was young. I was 19, 20, 21. And I was like, Ugh, 
I'm, I'm going to ignore this. It's going to go away. But what happens is it does not go away. The body always gives you little teeny hits. And when you don't listen, it gets bigger. It gets bigger. You know, first they throw you a pebble, then they throw you a brick, then they throw you a boulder, and then you hit a brick wall. So you get the message of listen to me, listen and make a difference, make a change. Right. So in that business aspect, you've started a new career, you know, and so many of us have reached that point where our careers take over in a profession that we didn't even really know was there because you're finding yourself again. And yes, you do get that boom, that boulder when you don't listen to what the wake up calls are. So in your business, share a little bit about that business and what you're doing in your business. So and, and how it shifted, how do you got yourself back into condition? So doing the things that you're doing that created this business and how it's grown over the years. Can you share that with the audience? Yeah. Um, so I started 21 years ago. Um, I was older when I started. I was in a business of Pilates and my husband is really the one who focused me there. He was, I was kind of lost. I had had two kids and I was being a mom and I just I wanted more. I just knew there was a bigger place for me. And he was like, hey, there's this Pilates thing. I think this would be something you'd really enjoy. And so I looked into it. Um, I was in my 40s. Everyone in class was in their 20s. Um, but I was willing to do anything. I think that's the key. When I, That's what I had as a dancer. I was willing to do whatever it took. And when I was starting to train as a Pilates instructor, I did whatever it took. And I was thrilled to do it. I was the first one to raise my hand. I was like, I'll do it. I'll work with the person that can't move. And everyone was like, oh, I don't want to work with that person. I was like, I will. I will. Because in that was my, first of all, surprise of what I could do of fixing the puzzle. I was always really good at seeing people's bodies and seeing that there was a discrepancy somewhere and what I could fix it. So for me, it just became a thrilling challenge. And over years, I've built a, a pretty thriving business in Los Angeles. And then 18 months ago, the world shut down. And so I had a choice. I could shut down and close like most of the studios around me had, or I could pivot. And I did, I pivoted. And within 10 days, I was up into a virtual Pilates studio and I was sending my friends and clients uh, daily workouts. And I've done that uh, three to five minute workouts every day since then. Wow. You yeah. know, that's, that is really great. There's, like you said, a lot of people just shut down. I, I think it was the shock of, oh my gosh, what do I do now? Because I need this brick and mortar. We don't really need a brick and mortar. Right. Yeah, so how did that look when you're doing, now you're doing virtual, how does that virtual business appear? Kind of paint a picture of what that visual is because we're on podcasts, right? So right. let's get creative with those words and visualize so that people can understand what that virtual looks like versus that brick and mortar. Right. So in my brick and mortar business, you had to be in the studio. You had to be on the equipment. Now this world is shut down. I have all of my clients and I really felt I had to be of service to them because everyone was flipped out. And I got creative. I was like, we had people that had, most of my clientele is 50 plus, And a lot of them are 70 plus. Um, and they were like, we don't know Zoom. And I was like, no worries. 
I don't know Zoom either. And we're all going to learn together. I'm going to walk you step by step. This is what you need to do. And I was like, do you have a water bottle? Have cans. Great. Go get those. Get your mat, get cans. And, you know, you couldn't get weights. There were so many things you couldn't get. And we got creative and we did mat exercises, which is really how the Pilates system started as mat exercises. And we got people in community on Zoom. And all of a sudden they're seeing everybody else. And they're like, oh, you're in the same boat as I am. And it was like, let's breathe. Let's move. Let's change our mindset as to the world is totally collapsing. And in this time that we're together, how can we shift? How can we breathe? How can we laugh? How can we have community? And how can we move our bodies? Because really, that's what moves us forward. You know, that is, oh, I just got chills. <laughs> you know, that is just so beautiful, like you said. And again, moving into something that's unfamiliar territory. So that unfamiliar territory of Zoom and and boom, I tell you, Zoom just skyrocketed, right? Because oh, yeah. it's how do we communicate? How do we see each other? How do we get that community back together? And to be able to have that appreciation for your clients, you know, in these different age brackets, you know, it's like, how do we do this? And that resourcefulness, that's relevant. And no matter what type of business you're in, no matter what age bracket you're in, it's understanding and learning how to be resourceful. Because like you say, you know, a can, depending on the size of the can, has a different weight, right? And then you learn how to tie it together to make more, right? right. And start right. that movement. And, you know, I think that's relevant. I want you to talk a little bit more on the movement and why that movement is so critical in the body because now we are separated we are isolated we don't get outside to be able to go for the walks in the parks i mean some things are changing but there's still that element that doesn't get you in that movement and how critical that is can you share a little bit about the importance of continuing that movement even if you're still locked in your home environment absolutely first of all the one thing that ages us is not moving our bodies hands down. The two largest things are not moving your body, not sleeping enough, not drinking enough water. And those are all things that we can honestly take care of. And here's the crazy thing. Your brain doesn't know the difference between walking outside and walking in place. So if you just push back and everyone is sitting so much, so sitting is just not helping us. So if you can push back from your desk, wherever you are, put on some music, Put on a show that you like to watch and just start walking in place, moving your arms, your body goes, especially if you have an Apple watch, it says, oh, are you walking? It happens to me all the time when I'm teaching and I'm inside, but your brain says, oh, you're moving. Oh, okay. My heart rate's going to go up. I'm going to move the blood and oxygen through the body. I'm going to move oil up the joints and feel better. And that immediately reduces 10 minutes of walking in place, you have your endorphins, your serotonin. All of a sudden, those are your feel-good hormones. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, I feel better. The world is not as dark. And that is something you can do everywhere, every day, in any moment. 
Oh, thank you for sharing that because it is critical. The mind plays a huge role that we don't really understand. You know, I mean, athletes, you know, over the years, you know, I mean, it's this has been decades ago where they would do just in the mind, do their training and stuff. And they tested that because in your mind, you never miss, right? You never miss. Uh, I, I work in virtual reality. And in virtual reality, you can actually be in front of. So if if you have an issue with, you know, immobile, in uh, the inability to mobilize yourself, there we go, right? It, when you're on the platform in the virtual reality, in that avatar, the avatar is actually doing the push-ups. The avatar is doing the running. The avatar is doing all these things, yet it's firing because the mind the brain doesn't know the difference and it fires those muscles and it fires those ligaments it fires everything which is really cool because if you don't have that mobility now that exercise is starting to work those muscles and pretty soon you're starting to get movement so what you're saying you know walking in place and, you know, just taking a bottle of water or a can of vegetables or whatever the case may be and making that movement. And that is critical for the blood to flow, for the toxins to flow, for your heart rate to shift, you know, and all those things. So it's a beautiful thing. We can start cross pollinating. So when you've worked with your clients and now they're, you know, okay, they got on Zoom. It's really Push and go, it's pretty simple, right? How has that impacted their lives? Because we're coming into two years of this, right? How has that changed their outlook, their um, understanding, and maybe even their physical being and their mental being? How have you seen the shift from being there in the brick and mortar to being in uh, the virtual uh, arena with them. Can you share with the audience the difference in what has happened there? Absolutely. Well, we opened and I assumed that everybody then would say, okay, now we're done with Zoom, but that didn't happen. People were happy there. They were like, we love this. You're going to keep doing this, right? And I was like, of course, not really knowing that, that I would be doing that. So people were so happy to continue that. It was comfortable. They didn't have to get into they could do it at home. But what I saw is that everyone for over the past two years has been thriving. Not that they didn't have ups and downs and back aches. I mean, again, I work with 80 year olds, stuff is going to happen, but it's their ability to deal with um, disappointment. It's their ability to deal with the ups and downs of life. Really, Courage and grit only come when you go through times that make you have courage, that develop a courageous kind of feeling. And, and they really were, I mean, I have so many people have, have sent me cards and notes and thank you for doing this. And, um, and it was for me too. For me, it kept me going and it kept me hopeful. And um, I think that's what's so important. And to go back on what you were saying before, Beverly, I just wanted to say that I think the other thing is when you move your body, when you do little things, counter push-ups in the kitchen, um, stretches, you put value on yourself and you, you really elevate yourself to say, you know what, I am worth it. I tell people five minutes every hour, 
Give me five minutes every hour, six times a day. That's 30 minutes. If you can't give me 30 minutes, I understand that. Give me five minutes. Are you worth five minutes? And everyone's like, yeah, okay. I can push back from my desk. I can turn off my camera. I can stand up and do whatever you need me to do for five minutes. I can handle that. And, and I think that it's always, where's our value? Are we worth it? Are we putting ourselves in the forefront of our life? And as women, I'm sorry, we do this a lot. Everybody else jumps ahead of us. Oh, the kids, your husband, your partner, your job, whatever. And you're always like, there's nothing left for me. And I'm like, take care of yourself first and you will be a rock star. You'll, your container that is your body, your container will be able to handle so much more. So I also teach meditation. And I say, it's not a big deal. People say, I can't meditate. My brain will never stop. And the truth is, your brain will never stop. That's not how it's wired. We are wired for the negative, right? We're always looking, is there danger? Is there danger? Is there danger? Um, and so you're never going to stop your brain. So if you kind of can just breathe and let's see if we can drop you below the thinking mind. And let's see if we can give you, put you into silence one split second. That's worth it. That's worth it. So have you noticed the stress level? And has your clients noticed their stress level has reduced because they don't have to fight traffic? They don't have to feel like, oh, shoot, I got to hurry up. I'm going to be late. You know, all these different things. Has that impacted working in the virtual space versus the brick and mortar? Just that, that stress level. Probably yes. Uh, you know, I still feel that, you know, again, what's happened in the world is still every, mm -hmm. everyone's mind so they can't let that go. But, but when they can and they can breathe and, and I, you know, I always say you can't change. We, we can't change the world. I cannot change what's going on outside and around. All you can change and re you're responsible for is you. Can you give yourself, again, a couple minutes, seconds of peace? Because if you can, that will really take your lifespan longer because it's the stress, it's the worry, it's the distractions, it's not being your body that really give you a diminished life. All right. And it's aging. Well, yeah, and anything that you can do to slow down that aging process or even reverse that aging process is is great. And it is that movement and, and, and the necessity. And we know stress is behind everything. So whatever you can do to reduce that stress level is great. And I, you know, I find myself continuously because I do sit, you know, behind the computer a lot because that's where my profession is, you know. So I'm always running up and down the stairs instead of just walking, right? Mm -hmm. And if I'm cooking or doing something, I'm, I'm in movement. So you're waiting, you know, before you have to flip it or whatever, you know. So I find myself kind of making dance moves and whatever. <laughs> and I, I, I love dancing. And so, but again, it's that movement, as you say, and it becomes habitual. Right. You create those habits. So it sounds like that's what you're working with your clients. And that is so beautiful. So we're going to stop here, Connie, and take a short break, hear from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back to hear more about your beautiful story. Rhino RX welcomes you to the metaverse where you can create your own world, host events, speak internationally, sell in a virtual storefront. Creators programs available. The future of education is here. Rhino Studio, Ready Player One. 
go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the Silver program today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest, Connie, calling in from L.A. She has been sharing some absolutely great morsels of wisdom on the importance of making sure your body is continuously moving to help make you feel better. And Nicole now is going to ask Connie some interesting questions so we can hear a little bit about her backstory. So, Nicole, she's all yours. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be back. Here we go. Well, Connie, such a beautiful smile and so caring. And right now you, you have that an ease of movement, a grace, and a beautiful smile. And I can, just reading your energy as an energy reader, I can feel the calmness uh, and the beauty of your soul and that connection that you have uh, for everyone and to yourself. Uh, but let's go back a little bit, if we can just kind of rewind a little bit. Osteoarthritis or arthritis on a spiritual level really represents the inability to move. So it mm -hmm. tightens our joints and we don't feel that sense of freedom in our body anymore and the ability to move. We're trying to stop something uh, from moving uh, or getting towards us, right? You talked about that kind of fight or flight in our body of, of, you know, that's what we're always looking for, a little bit of trouble. And that can be when we get a little bit rigid mm -hmm. and our feelings of love inside of ourselves. Uh, how does that represent in your world? How did that represent uh, your feelings of that lack of maybe humor or that intense um, kind of rigidness at that moment. I mean, how interesting for a dancer to develop arthritis, right? Absolutely. Movement, rigid joints, especially my feet. Oops. Lost you for a second. Go ahead. Can you that, say that, please? Yeah, start, start back with the rigidness yeah. with your feet. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So how interesting for a dancer to get arthritis, osteoarthritis. I was told I had the bones of a 60-year-old woman when I was 20. So, and how like that sent me off reeling and I didn't really get it until later. And yes, at that point, I was really... Um, did not have self-love at all. I was in a relationship. It wasn't happy. I was so many things. And I was really fighting myself. And not till later, till I started unpacking it and became a more spiritual person and went more inward and did a lot of work on myself, did I understand and, and see the, 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 the comedy in that. How interesting. And, and for myself now, as I age, I, I deal with a lot of people that say, I have this, I have this, you know, I've been told I have this diagnosis. And I'm like, you get to choose what people tell you. You get to choose to believe it or not. You get to choose to change it or not. You get to choose and it always comes from either love or fear. And um, I always think that goes back, as you were saying, Nicole, back into your body um, as to how do you feel about who do you think you deserve to be in this world? Oh, absolutely. Well said. You know, it, it, it is so true. 
um, that, that we make that choice. Whatever we choose is right for us at the time, and our mind will go with that. Um, we have that freedom of choice. And uh, as you spoke of earlier when you were talking about meditation, very important. I always teach my clients, you know, in that the five-minute increments, even starting at a one-minute meditation, because can you sit? I have a lot of clients who either have ADD or mental um, uh, issues to deal with, um, and they're kind of fighting that that what, what their brain is telling them. You can always put a journal next to you and just write down what you're hearing. You know, you'll get the milk later. You can do the choice later. The kids will still be fighting in the background and the dog will still have to go out. That's later. But for one minute, can you sit there? And that ability to sit with yourself is the hardest thing to do, right? Uh, to self-recognize. And, and that's where we share that love especially as a parent, as, as a mom, as you mentioned before, and, and that ability really emotionally uh, to recognize who we are and to go within. That's so much of, as a collective conscious, what 360 Wisdom Speaks was formed, is to get the collective conscious together. Because if you do one thing for yourself, you're immediately doing one thing for the universe as a whole. So start within. And the ability, you don't need to have other people recognize you. You need to recognize who you are and other people will recognize who you represent. And so if you're representing dis-ease in your body, that's what you will be. That, that is what you have labeled yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so going forward, and now our audience is right with you uh, in the balance and the movement of the body. Uh, it wasn't until later that I recognized what exercise can do with our body and it's changed. Changed my body, changed my movement, um, having certain illnesses and, and being bedridden for so many years. But the ability to walk and talk and get out when I want, get some sunshine, get some vitamins, do some yoga. And it's meditation whether it's cooking or dancing or sharing that with somebody else and having that connection. You also said something near and dear to my heart is that you work with 80 year olds, uh, the elderly. And mm -hmm. I used to, you know, hospice, some in-home care, always part-time. It was a volunteer for me, especially with vets. Um, going out there and working with people to realize that even one little thing can make a change, can make a difference. And this has helped people have long, more longevity, right? And for you to come in with that and give that movement and signal to people that they can move at any age, anywhere. How, how does that, your work, how did it change when, when you realized um, that, that you can have movement and self-love and bring humor and share that with other people? Oh, it was transformative. Uh, for me, it's really what I... Um, I'm here to do, um, and it's the joy of my life, truly. Um, my 80-year-old, and I have a 94-year-old who is like a rock star, um, and you know what's great about them? First of all, they're so happy to be here. They never complain. They never say, you know, my 40 and 50-year-olds, I can't do that. It's too much. It's, they are like, okay, I'll try that, and I always tell people, I'm never going to give you something to do that I know you're not going to be successful at. Right. Okay. As a teacher, that's my job to see two steps ahead of you. And I know when to push people and when not to push people. When someone is brand new and has injuries, I'm not going to make them hold a plank for three minutes or something that's, <laughs> you know, so they're unsuccessful because I want you to be successful because I know going forward that's going to help you. But honestly, they are the joy. And I always ask them, 
what would you tell me? What's your wisdom? You know, what would you say um, to me? And they're always like, breathe, love people, smile a lot, have fun. Nothing else matters. Absolutely. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Being here right now and being with each other is what matters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, that is so, so great that you're out there getting people to move whether it's virtually or a one-to-one -one in studio, and people are finding that, hey, we can change. We can be, uh, you know, we can always change and pivot. And this is something that we need to do because now we can have more connection with more people. Um, how can we do that? And there's people around the world. You can yeah. be working out with somebody in Australia, somebody in Germany at that same time and have a different connection while you're working out with people together. You know, and it's always that creativity. You know, Michu Kaku says that it is, it is our ability to be creative is how we will make money going forward. So let AI take care of all the craziness and we will have the ability to be creative going forward. And that means moving and loving and sharing and caring. And I'm gonna bring this back to Beverly because we're just about you know, done here. It's so great to be with you and talk to you. And I, I just love your smile and your energy. And Beverly's gonna ask you a few more questions right now. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you. Yeah, this has been very inspiring. And you know, being in the baby boomer era myself, right? <laughs> and being in holistic medicine, what you're saying is so relevant. You know, in each phase of life has a different perspective and a different belief system. When you start reaching that certain time period of being on the planet, you just don't give a rat's about what, <laughs> what you say and what you do, <laughs> you know? That's the wisdom, you know, so I look at, you know, so if you segment, you know, from, from, from zero to a hundred, right. And quarter, put it you know, every 25 years. So being in that fourth quarter of life is where the wisdom years begin very strongly. Mm. And because if you haven't learned from the first three quarters, you better go back and figure out what those messages were, right? And this is why, this is why you you want to pass that on. And when you look at ancient civilizations, what did they do? Right? It was the elders, the the those ones that were in the wisdom years that were actually teaching and taking care of the little ones, because the middle, you know, part of life, they were out there making sure there was food on the table and there was a roof over their head and there was clothes on their back and, you know, all of these things, you know, where you've got the two ends, the beginning, first 25 years and the last 25 years of that century really teaching so that when they reach that middle section that they're going to work through life and have hopefully <laughs> you know, some of that wisdom, they're going to have their experiences, but to come back full circle as to what that is. So what you're doing in the age bracket that you're working with, I think is relevant for our listeners because our listeners pretty much are 40 and over. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Us baby boomers are not going to spend our time sitting in a rocking chair, <laughs> right? And you shouldn't. Because again, that movement is critical. So uh, what you're doing in this virtual space and to be able to continue that. And I think there's a lot of businesses 
that are going to continue that arena, which is taken everything into another element. So with that being said, and what you're doing, what are three things or five? Because I know you got so many that people could actually leave this podcast, put it into action as soon as the show is over. What would you say to them? What information would you give them right now to start making a change in their motion? All right. Um, I just published a book called Listen, Watch What You Say, Your Body is Listening. So number one, the words you say about yourself matter. The words you say about everything, but the words you say about yourself matter. So choose better words. So you're going to wake up, you're going to look in the mirror, and you're not going to go, oh, I hate the way I look. No, you're going to say cancel, and you're going to go, ah, I'm learning to love myself. Whatever words that are going to inspire you, and, and, and you can say, I am learning too. You, know, you can say, I'm beautiful, if that doesn't feel comfortable to you. But change the words that you say, number one. Number two, change the way you think, okay? So how you think matters. Instead of saying, oh, I have to go to work. No, you get to go to work. You get to be on this planet at this time. This is a gift. So find the gifts, find the joy in your life. And it's really simple. Take out a journal, have a cup of coffee or tea in the morning and write down five things that bring you joy every day. My first sip of coffee, the sun coming up, the flowers in my room, the cat, the dog, the kids, your partner, whatever. But just start to focus on what you do have, not what you don't have. Number four, breathe. And I don't mean breathe because we all breathe. I mean, take a moment. It's going to move you into meditation. It's called focused breathing. So you're going to sit back in the chair. You're going to inhale for two counts, hold your breath for two counts, and then slowly exhale. You're going to do this three to five times, and it's going to bring you into number five, which is being present. This moment right now is the only moment that matters because you're going to worry, can't change it, you're going to think about what's going on in the future. Can't, can't change that. All that matters is where you are. And so I think Nicole was saying that um, before, if you could do a minute in meditation, if you can do a minute breathing and just being here, then when you move on to the next chore, step, job you have to do, you're going to be like, oh, okay. There's the weight that's not on your shoulders. See, as the brain has the negative bias, we needed that, okay, as cave people to see if there was a saber-toothed tiger, all right? Now, there's not the saber-toothed tiger, but there's the freeway, and there's the, the job, and there's the, the kids, and, the, and your life coming down on you. And so we have that. Ever notice that your shoulders are up here, and you're like, oh, I didn't even notice that I, my shoulders were there. So it's really breathing into this moment, being present, thinking about choosing better words, choosing better words to describe your body, your life, what's going on around you. And when you don't, you notice it, cancel it and change it. Wow, that is great, great wisdom. And, you know, again, those two words, I am, what you're following 
it with is what you become. They're the most two powerful words in the dictionary. And again, that that being present and just those short breaths, you know, it oxygenates your body because a lot of us are shallow breathers, you know, and when you're only breathing with half of your lung, you're not getting the oxygen count that you need. So that deep breathing also relaxes, but it really increases oxygen. Like you say, you know, your shoulders are up here and you don't realize it and you wonder why you're stressed out, your neck hurts and your back hurts. But when you relax that, all of a sudden those muscles just like, oh, peace, finally. (laughs) So those are just wonderful, strong morsels of information. Stay in the present. You can't change the past. We're not promised the future. So whatever it is that you're going to do here in this moment in time, is what's going to change your life forever. Connie, it was an honor having you here today. And if the audience wants to get a hold of Connie, all of her information is attached to this podcast. Comment below. Let us know what you really liked about the message that she shared here today. And go out there and do what? Move. Get your (laughs) dance on, right? (laughs) Thank you, Connie. And this ends another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Thank you both. Thank you. Have a great day. Rhino RX welcomes you to the metaverse where you can create your own world. Host events, speak internationally, sell in a virtual storefront. Creators programs available The future of education is here. Rhino Studio, ready player one. Go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the silver program today.